Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Let's do it. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the guest segment of the Common Sense Show. We really appreciate you being with us. We have a tremendous guest for you. You say, oh, I know who he is. Of course you do. We've been friends for years. He's been on my show, gosh, dozens of times. And that's Dr. Ted Brower of Health Masters. And speaking of Health Masters, you know what's really cool about Health Masters, ladies and gentlemen? They kept me off the operating table when I was scheduled for knee surgery. Uh, my blood sugar is down in the medium average range. And at one time, it was not good. So uh, I'm really, really pleased with the progress I get out of Health Masters. And you go to healthmasters.com for their products, and they have a wide variety of stuff. And people that can help you when you call them on the phone, uh, you can go get the number off the website, healthmasters.com. And we have a coupon code for you here, 5, F-I-V-E, real simple. That's for the 5% off that you're going to get. So I, I always say that when I talk to Ted because when a man keeps you out of surgery, you owe him a debt. <laughs> so, but anyway, I want everyone to share in the good fortune that I had. Today we're going to talk about a number of things with Ted. We're going to talk about that weight loss drug, speaking of diabetes, Ozempic. And we're going to look at uh, more gender mutilation. And oh, by the way, Alice Cooper has taken abuse for saying, I don't think children should be doing this. If you're 18 and want to do it, that's up to you. And oh, people are canceling him left and right. The great Alice Cooper, who is a committed Christian. A lot of people don't know that, but he is. And then we're going to take a look at uh, uh, COVID's on the rise again, just in time for the election, social media, and uh, oh, we've, a whole bunch of things, folks. It's never boring when we have Ted. Ted, welcome to the show. Glad you could join us. Uh, thanks so much, Dave. My pleasure being on with you guys. Yeah, but I saw an article in the Wall Street Journal just this morning, and it says to pay for weight loss drugs, some take second jobs, they ring up credit card debts, and some people are paying up more than $10,000 a year out of pocket for Ozempica in Montgero. And what this does, this drug does, all it does, it lowers insulin levels, it lowers insulin levels in the body, and insulin is a storage hormone. And so what it does, it lets the body start losing weight. It's basically combating and fighting against Syndrome X. And what people don't realize is that when you get older, your metabolism starts to slow down, and you can't eat as much food as you did when you were younger, and you have to start changing the type of food that you eat. Now, you can still eat pretty good calorie counts, but you can't just be eating a bunch of sugar and carbohydrates because when you ingest a lot of sugar and carbohydrates, the body elevates the blood sugar very, very quickly. If you take a tablespoon of white potatoes and you put it in your mouth and you dissolve it and let it and chew it and swallow it, and you check your blood glucose levels, in an hour it will raise your blood glucose levels more than table sugar will. That's high glycemic carbohydrates. And so you've got to be real careful with stuff like that. And so if they take these drugs to lower the, 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 the insulin levels, which causes liver and pancreatic damage. It's ridiculous what they do to themselves. When all they've got to do is change their diet. They've got to come in and get rid of the high glycemic carbohydrates, the pasta, the bread, the rice, the potatoes. You stay with, like, mixed vegetables, lean chicken, rotisserie chicken, and eggs. You know, every morning I get up and I have four eggs for breakfast. Every morning. I throw them in a skillet, put butter in there, or either butter or olive oil. I cook them real slow so I don't burn them, so they don't get all crusty on me, because that's not healthy either. And then I basically eat my four eggs and it stabilizes my blood sugar pretty much, you know, for the first four or five hours of the day. And that allows me at that point to keep my insulin levels low, which brings the second hormone into play, and that's called glucagon. Glucagon helps to burn body fat and stored fat, but it will not be released by the body, by the pancreas, unless the insulin levels are down. Because there's no reason to try to release more, you know, sugar, more fat into the blood to burn for fuel if you're, you've got, if you're loaded up with carbohydrates. 
The problem is when you take insulin and you take it and you're forcing it up all the time because you're eating so many processed carbohydrates, what ends up happening is your elevated insulin stays up all the time. That's what they're doing with Ozempica. They're bringing that insulin back down again, but it's causing all kinds of other side effects in the body with the pancreas and the liver. So it's not necessary, guys, to take these drugs. You, what you do is this. If you want to weigh 180 pounds, you take 180 and times it by 10. That's 1,800 calories a day. Don't go under that. Divide it by six. It says six is basically 300 calories per meal. Eat six 300-calorie meals per day. Spread them out two or three hours apart. You don't have to get hungry. And keep it low glycemic. Stay with rotisserie chicken. Stay with baked chicken. Stay with fish that's not fried. Can't be fried. You know, it can be baked or it can be, it can be, it can be pan seared. That's all right. If you use like olive oil. But don't use canola oil. It's a bad product. You know, don't use corn oil. Don't use safflower oil. Don't use, don't use, you know, soy oil. Don't use any of that stuff. And, and, and just, and, but what I do is I go, because, you know, I'm single now and, you know, I'm, I'm a widower. My wife passed away a year, a little over a year ago now. And what I do is I go to, uh, the local health food store, they have rotisserie chickens there, big ones, and they're like $10, $11 a piece, which is really inexpensive considering the fact that they've cooked them. I have them cook a, cook them a little bit more well done for me, so they come off the bone more easily. I get five at a time because it's about a 20-minute drive over there, and what I do is I bring them home, and I strip them, take the skin off of it, and I put them in Tupperware or any kind of plastic container work that's BPA-free, and what I do is I put them in the freezer. And I have now I've got five chickens that are all cooked perfectly, and I mix vegetables with those, and I eat them every single day. Now what I do with the vegetables, I have get I get mixed organic vegetables, and I cut them open, and I, and I basically you know dump them in the pan with the chicken while I'm reheating it again, and I don't overcook the vegetables. I put some olive oil in there, I put some mustard in there, a little bit of salt, a little chipotle seasoning. It tastes absolutely great. They say, well that's boring. I don't want to do that every day. All right, then don't do it every day. You can use chicken, you can use fish the same way. You, you could use beef if you wanted to, but you got to watch your calorie content. Don't use pork. Don't use shellfish. But you can make it any way you want to make it. Use whatever meat you want to meat, use as far as meat other than pork and shellfish, and just enjoy it. You know, grouper, red snapper, orange, roughy, sea bass, any of that stuff. The reason I use the chicken is it's so inexpensive and it's still organic. And those other fish, they can be fifteen, twenty, thirty dollars a pound now. It's ridiculous how expensive food has gotten. So I eat that way. It's simple. The cleanup is very easy. I use a skillet. I heat it up. I'll have it ready to go in four or five minutes. People are always saying, wow, this tastes really good. You might have a company come over. And I'm, I'm just, just eating like that. You see, well, that's all you eat? Well, no, I go out sometimes. You know, I'll have a date, or I'll go out and, you know, eat some beef or something else. But I always try to eat the same types of food. And I try to stay away from high glycemic carbohydrates that turn to sugar quickly, like pasta, rice, potatoes, bread, that kind of stuff. Now, if my weight's doing real well, I may have a piece of bread, but I try not to eat it in a restaurant very often because I know it's going to have glyphosate or Roundup in it. But I may have it at the house. Every day before I work out, every fact, every morning when I get up, I go to the, I go to the bathroom and I get on the scales. And every single day, I write the, my weight down in the gym. When I get to the gym to work out, I've got a you know a journal there. I write down what I weigh. I keep my weight under 190. I always try to stay between 187 and 189. And what I do is if I'm above that, if I get to 190 or above, I write a big N-O with an exclamation point right in my journal. No, I'm not going to do that. And then I intentionally cut back on my food intake that day, and next morning I'm back under 190 again. You think, well, that's ridiculous, Ted. You're obsessive with this. Hey, it works for me. That's all I can say. Huh. Hey, I stay in really that's good all shape all of the time. Yeah, that's all that matters. And, I, and you say, well, say, well I, you know, I don't want to do all that. Well, then don't. You take, spend your thousand dollars on Ozempic every month and blow out your liver and pancreas. I mean, do what you want to do. But the reality is, is like blood sugars. Ted, Ted, is it bad for your liver and pancreas? Oh yeah, you can do the research on it. Just just take, just put toxic side effects of this and put it on your computer to all pop up. But you know, but the, but the problem with all of this stuff is that people want the easy way out. They just want to take the shot. They don't want to do what they need to do as far as being, being more disciplined. Now, one more thing too, I got to add this to you. It's alcohol. You know, it's just a real problem with alcohol because alcohol stops the production. Just an ounce of alcohol a day will stop the production of an enzyme called lipase, which burns body fat. And so then what happens is you don't have that lipase in your, and you're being released, you start storing body fat. So if you drink a beer or a glass of wine just once a day, one beer a day, one glass of wine a day, you're going to decrease your ability to basically burn body fat to 35%, and you're going to start gaining weight. I see this now. Gosh, don't let me, uh, okay, I, I don't want to. Get people mad at me. So I, I, try, I try my best just to get along with everybody that I possibly can. But I just got to tell you guys the truth. 
I, I'm, in, I'm in this dating world now, which is something I don't want to be in. I'd rather have my wife back, but she's in heaven with Jesus right now, so I can't help all that. But it's so funny. They'll send you a picture of themselves, and you go on a date, and you get, you get, you get what's called catfished. They, they don't look like they're the pictures they've gained, 20, 30, 40, 50. I had one of them gained about 80 pounds, and you get there, and you're like, what the heck? And invariably, when you start talking to them, if you stay on the date at all, if you're not all mad because they – you know, weigh 80 pounds more than their pictures did. They they're drinking wine and they're they're hammering wine, and and you try to tell them you drink wine is the quickest way to gain weight. And so many women have bought into that lie. And alcohol is much harder on women than it is on men. And so they start drinking wine every day with their friends. They have a glass of wine or two glasses of wine or three glasses or four glasses of wine every single night, and they start blowing out the ability to burn body fat and they start gaining weight very 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 slowly. And then pretty soon they don't even realize they're up 20 or 30 pounds and they don't look like their pictures anymore. Or they do realize they don't look like their pictures, but they don't know what to do about it. And so this is a problem, you know, in the, in the, while you, you date online. So what I've done is a little dating tip for everybody who's single. I always make sure I video chat with everybody now before I go on a date and have to drive somewhere to meet somebody to make sure they look like their photographs. And that's the problem that people are having all over the country right now because of the dietary changes that people have made because of that French paradox, which was a total lie, by the way. They say the French people have a lower incidence of heart disease because they drink red wine. No, the French people have a lower incidence of heart disease because they eat really high-quality food. They don't use omega-6 fats. Very rarely, they cook in real butter, real olive oil, and they don't eat a bunch of junk all the time. Okay, Plus, a lot of the French people, I hate to say this, smoke all the time, which decreases their appetite. And so the French people have all these other factors that decrease their risks of heart disease. But, the, of course, the smoking increases the risk of heart disease. But the diet is one of those factors. They're saying it's alcohol. It's not the alcohol. You know, it, it's not red wine. You could, you could get remdesivir. Not remdesivir. Gosh, that's that drug. Resveratrol. Remdesivir is a drug that kills people with COVID. You get resveratrol, you know, in capsule form, which is the same thing that supposedly prevents the risks of heart disease when you drink red wine without, you know, forcing your body to not store fat anymore. So be very, very careful. Plus, we have products like HGH stimulated at the office, which helps increase human growth hormone. It helps to burn body fat like crazy. That, by the way, works very, very, very well. And then, of course, you need to drink half your body weight in fluid ounces, you know, per day. In other words, if you have, if you weigh, 200 pounds, drink 100 ounces of water a day. If you weigh 100 pounds, drink 50 ounces of water a day. Make sure it's distilled. Make sure it does not have fluorine and chlorine in it because that affects the thyroid gland because fluorine and chlorine are both halogens, and so is iodine. And so the body thinks when it gets fluorine and chlorine, which are toxins in its bloodstream, that it's iodine. It absorbs it into the thyroid gland, which decreases the amount of hormones the thyroid produces to help maintain weight also. So you're putting yourself in a short-circuit mode if you're drinking fluorine and chlorine in your water supply, and you're poisoning yourself, and you're dropping your IQ scores all at the same time. That's why Harvard warned pregnant women when they have children, if they're going to bottle feed them, not to put them on fluoride water for their formulas. It's so important. So uh, the other day I was at the pharmacy, and I was asking this pharmacist a question about uh, something to gargle with. And, uh, and she's telling me all this stuff and just giving me stupid advice, to be honest with you. And finally, she brings up fluoride. Well, you know, it's like fluoride. Your body needs fluoride. I said, I looked at her and I said, your body needs hydrofluorosilicic acid. Well, it's fluoride. I said, you mean hydrofluorosilicic acid, you byproduct of fertilizer production, which is unbelievably poisonous. It's used as rat poison. Yes, your body needs some of this. No, it doesn't. I said, no, it doesn't need that at all. Well, children need to have fluoride. I said, no, they don't. So look at the Harvard study. Now, I'm embarrassing her, didn't mean to, but in front of all of her staff, because apparently nobody's ever argued with this woman. And I wasn't really arguing, I was having a discussion with her. And she didn't realize that I was a biochemist trained at, you know, Florida State University, didn't realize any of that stuff. But I finally told her. And I said, I don't know, I said, I completely disagree with you on that. I said, why does toothpaste say, if swallowed, contact the poison control center immediately, if it's so healthy for you when it contains fluoride? And she goes, well, I didn't know it said that. I said, look at your tube of toothpaste. And I said, it's got fluoride, and it's going to tell you it's got poison in it. And I said, so why in the world do we want to put that kind of stuff in our body in any concentrations whatsoever when we know it's used as rat poison? So all of these little things are little tidbits. We try to teach people on the Ted Nelson Brower Show, Dave, and we do that every single day along with all the world news and health stuff. But that was Emkin, all those other types of compounds like that that are being used for weight loss. Just eat low-glycemic meals. And now a lot of people, and I hate to say this, because I'm not this way, all right? So, so it's easy for me to say something about this. A lot of people are foodies. You know, they like the presentation. 
They like the way the food looks, like the way the food tastes, and they've got to be entertained by their food. They have to be entertained by their beverages. And the problem with all of that stuff is that you can do that if you'd like. No big deal, okay? But realize that why do you have to do that? Food is there to sustain your life, not to entertain you. And so I'm real funny about that. People eat out all the time. I had a friend of mine. His name was Mike, and he had his wife. And years and years ago, we used to go out to dinner with him, like 25 years ago. And every meal 25 years ago was 150 to $200 a them. They told me they were spending four to $5,000 a month eating out. Every month. Every month. And yeah, that's why I said, it's your story. Buy a Lamborghini, and, and, you know. Uh, yeah, well, no, no, well, yeah, that's right. And, and finally I told them, you know, since so they'd go out, their bill would be $250. Sharon and I would go out, we'd be out with them. I learned very quickly we weren't splitting the check. We're getting our own independent check. So my art check would be like $60. It'd be a nice restaurant, but we would split the meal. Because neither one of us wanted all those calories, we still have the ambiance. We would tip the server as if we had had two meals. We always did that because it's important. You say, "Well, I can't afford to tip." If you can't afford to tip the server properly, you don't need to eat out. That's right. I'm just going to say that right now. It's not fair. This is their livelihood. This is what they. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. We already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water. With Dave.com, that's waterwithdave.com. Save $80 for a short time. They do for a living. And if you can't treat them right and give them a minimum of 20%, if you can't do that, stay at home. Let somebody else have that table for the night. And if you're not going to tip them right, don't sit there all night and take one of their tables. Just I thought I'd mention that because I used to wait on tables when I was in college and high school. And I'd say it's frustrating. And so all of the people out there now that are, now that are servers are going, yes, he's right, he's right, he's right. And I'm going to say one more thing since I'm meddling right now. If you think, should I give them $5 or $10 for this meal? If you ever think that, I don't care what the meal costs. Let's assume it's a $10 meal, okay? And, and they've given you exceptional service. And you think, should I give them $5 or $10? They gave me the world's greatest service. Always go with a higher amount. Give them the $10. Well, you mean you want me to tip 100%? Uh, yeah, if you feel like you need to. Because if you don't, what's going to happen? You're going to get in the car. You're going to go, I can't believe I didn't give them that extra $5. I can't believe I just did that. I can't believe that I got cheap inside that restaurant. They gave me the world's best service, and invariably it's going to bug you all night for $5. Or you're going to turn around and go give them the $5 and walk back to the restaurant again make a scene. 
just give them the ten dollars. If always learn to be the ten dollar person. Should I give them five? Should I give them ten? Give them the ten. If you can't afford to give them the ten, stay at home and eat. Get some chicken and vegetables. It's cheap. <laughs> you can get a rotisserie chicken and get four meals out of it for ten dollars. That's two dollars fifty cents a meal, and the vegetables are a dollar or two dollars a meal. The organic ones, and, uh, and you can basically eat for a couple bucks at home, three four dollars. You can do it that way. So that's a lot simpler to eat that way at home if you want to do that and not eat out. Now it goes back to one other thing too. If you're having budget issues, okay, and you're still wanting to eat out and be entertained by your beverages and by your food, why don't you think through that? Like Dave said, go buy yourself a Lamborghini if you want to pay five dollars a month for something. But at least you'll have something that'll maintain some value. Because the food is simple to use at home. Uh, the other day, I was talking to this, this lady, and she was basically going out for her third time for the day to eat, and she was complaining that she didn't have the money to basically pay for her meal. But she was standing in line. And I said to her, I said, why don't you just go home and eat? And I, she said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, it's not a new concept. People do eat at home. <laughs> I said, it's, just, you know, it's okay to eat at home. And, and she was, like, offended. Well, every once in a while I eat at home. I'm like, well, why don't you just eat at home all the time? Maybe you won't be broke all the time. And see, and that's the biggest problem that people have. They make decisions that are going to affect them in a long-term way, like getting their credit cards run up, eating out all the time. I knew this one lady. Filed bankruptcy three times, and every time it was all over credit cards, every single time. It's amazing the credit card manufacturers would continue to bring her credit back. You know, she'd have seven years of being there and another seven years of trying to rebuild her credit, and then she'd file bankruptcy again. And invariably, it was because she was constantly eating out. And then she'd get online, and she'd just buy stuff she didn't need with money she didn't have that she was borrowing until the credit cards were maxed out. She couldn't pay her payments anymore. Bankruptcy again. Bankruptcy again, bankruptcy again. I watched her do it three times over a period of a few, about 30 years. And I thought to myself, wow, why do you live like that? Why, you don't need to have 25 sets of matching towels in your house. You're living by yourself. You can have one towel if you need to, and you can wash it, or you can let it hang up and let it dry. And I, and, I, and I told her that repeatedly, but she simply didn't listen. She didn't get it. The same thing is true with food. You don't need to go out and spend, 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 spend on food all the time. It's not necessary. You'd be better off to stock up on Health Master supplements in case we have another pandemic, which they're probably going to release another bioweapon here pretty quick. And, and you know, and of course, they've already got three more vaccines in the pipeline ready to go. You know, Donald Trump's now saying don't allow yourself to be locked down again. Don't allow yourself to be vaccinated again. You know, don't be forced to do all of this stuff, even though he was the one who pushed Operation Warp Speed to start with. And, you know, he's the one who got yeah, the bioweapon. I don't, I don't see that as a discrepancy. I, I see it as growth. He was duped. Well, then Dave, he needs to say that. He needs to say, I was duped. Okay, but in effect, and I'm not here to yeah. apologize for him, but in effect, isn't he saying that when he's telling you don't go along with what they're telling you? Well, he is. Yes, and he, that was, in fact, it was an article on it today in the news, and I, and I, and that, that, and I was, we can cover it if you'd like, but, but the reality is, is that he can say, when he says that, look, when I was the president, I got bad information, bad information from Fauci and the rest of these guys, and I really believe what they were telling us was true. Don't allow yourself to be sucked into that again. And I will never allow myself, if I become president, to tell you guys to lock down the country again and basically allow you to be forced to take vaccines that have not been clinically tested. So I did that, but I've had growth now, and I've passed it. And see, I know Roger Stone. I don't really care for Roger Stone, but he's an interesting character nonetheless. I've had dinner with him several times down in Miami because I have a friend of mine named Mancow Mueller. He's basically mm-hmm. the you know, top talk, 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 talk show host who's friends with Roger. And I don't dislike Roger. I just don't care for him. His personality is a little bit different for me. And, but, the, but the reality is, you know, I, I, was, I was talking to Roger, and I said, why is Trump doing this? And he goes, well, he's destroying his base. He's got to start not he has to stop talking about Operation Warp Speed. Now he saved millions of lives because everybody knows better now. You know, nobody wants to get locked down again. And, you know, and, and so, it, so it was interesting if Trump's actually going to make this, this change now and start talking about why you shouldn't take the vaccine. But I can say one thing about Trump. I don't think he ever would have done like Biden did. Remember Biden first came into office, he was talking about going door to door with the National Guard. Remember that? Yeah, Vaccinating yeah, people. Yeah. And I, I remember it, it, it's, it's interesting. I mean, you know, at some point you got to draw your line in the sand. And I remember Sharon was still alive then. And I remember I brought her in the living room and I said, what do you want to do with this? And she goes, they're not injecting that stuff in me, Ted. And I looked at her and I said, they're not injecting that in me either. I said, I ain't going to some stinking FEMA camp either for re-education. I said, I'm drawing my line in the sand right here, right now. 
And she goes, I am too. And I said, all right. And see, that's what we have to have. We have to have that type of resolve that we're not going to go there. You know, I'm not going to allow them to do that to me. I'm not going to allow them to do that to me again. No, I'm not going to be part of this. I have a friend of mine who's a who's an a anesthesiologist, nurse anesthetist, and she told them they said that you have to have the COVID shot, or you can't work here anymore. And she goes, "Well, I'm an independent contractor. I'm not an employee." And she goes, "You can't force me as an independent contractor to have the COVID shot." She says, "Yes, we can. We won't let you back into the premises." She goes, "Okay. Here's the name of my attorney. He already has the paperwork ready to go for the lawsuit against this company." And they backed off. And she did not get vaccinated. Her name's Judy, by the way. And it's in case you, if you want a name associated with that. But the point is this. If we don't stand our ground, if we don't say, no, we're not going to do this, look at the turbo cancers everywhere, Dave. I have a friend of mine who basically runs a car dealership over in Tampa. And I talked to him the other day. He has five of his friends right now that were all super healthy. They all took the vaccine, and they all have super aggressive malignant cancers, and they're all dying, all of them. Then they had another friend of mine at another car dealership, and he has some of his friends that are all dying from turbo cancers. It's happening. Look at all the young people that are dropping dead on athletic fields all over the world, over a 1,000, close to 1,500 now. Top athletes have either had heart attacks, myocarditis, pericarditis, or they've dropped dead on fields. Top, top, top athletes. And the crazy part about this is, is it's become so commonplace now, people just don't pay any attention to it anymore. And they want to say, and, and, and people are still, I was doing a show the other night, and the host told me, he went to his local pharmacy that day. He lives up in uh, Oregon. And he said that they were, he, he asked the pharmacist how many people are coming in every day to get COVID shots, the new variant shots. He goes, about 40 a day come in every day, just in this pharmacy alone. That's one pharmacy. There's dozens of pharmacies in this area. That means there's thousands of people probably every day that are coming in right now in those areas all over the country. You think, well, why would they do that? Because they keep. ABC turned on or CNN turned on or what other Fox News turned on and they believe the mainstream rhetoric and the mainstream lies about the, what's going on yeah. we have no integrity left whatsoever in media none yeah, we have no integrity left in the law profession not just we have no the, integrity left in the medical profession none it's not just the media it's uh, Biden has allocated 1.4 billion dollars for various things one yes. of them are uh, COVID safety protocol officers and what that means is a two part deal here Ted number one the enforcement for mandatory vaccinations and lockdowns are going to come from the federal level. There will be no state discretion. And that's because Biden illegally entered into a treaty without the approval of two-thirds of the Senate with the World Health Organization. And if he declares an emergency, they come in and set the protocols. Biden provides the enforcement. It's coming. They're already spending money for it. Yeah, here's the problem they're going to run into. <laughs> yeah, careful, careful now. You don't want the FBI to kick your door down. <laughs> They're gonna have a lot of show on. I'm gonna say it this way: there are a lot of sheriffs in Florida. They ain't gonna go along with that. To use an ape vernacular, they're not going to put up with that. They're not going to allow other people from other countries to come into their system. People don't realize the sheriff in the county answers only to the governor of the state. Period. That's it. He's he's the supreme law enforcement. He, if he wants the National Guard not to come in, they don't come in. He tells them no. Did you know that uh, Hawaii does not have a sheriff? Uh, they have sheriffs, but they just do gatekeeping stuff. They have no law enforcement capability at all. Uh, and I just, it's a big factor in what's happening to Lahaina, losing their property rights. There's no sheriff to defend them. Well, yeah, I remember years ago, I had a problem with the Lakeland Police Department. They actually, it was over, it was over a seatbelt checked, and I was wearing a seatbelt, but I'm not going to go into detail with it, but it turned into a big mess. And so finally, I'm talking to the police commissioner, who's been fired since, by the way, fired right after this incident, and I'm sure I had something to do with it. And uh, I remember she was, t- I told her, you know, because I had contacted our sheriff in our town, and because I'm a friend of his, and he basically told me what to do as far as to get this crazy stuff taken care of. And I wrote this letter, lady, a letter, this police commissioner. And she called me up, and I said, well, the sheriff said that this is this and this. And she goes, well, I don't answer to the sheriff. My response to her was very succinct. I said, why don't you go arrest him? And she goes, well, what do you mean? I said, why don't you go arrest him? She says, well, I said, no. I said, I said I'll answer the question for you because you don't have the authority to arrest him. But you know what he could do? He could walk into your office right out and arrest you. And she goes, well, I don't know about that. I said, I don't know about that. He's a supreme law enforcement commander, you know, here in, this, in Polk County. I said, he can do whatever he wants to do other than with it. The only person to override him is the state, you know, the, 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 uh, the governor. And that, that's what I love about Governor DeSantis. He said he's state attorneys in multiple places now, and including that sheriff 
Israel down there, you know, in Parkland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, first thing he did when he came into office, he, boom, fired Sheriff Israel for basically just absolutely being an idiot with that Parkland shooting. And then he got rid of another attorney over there in Orlando because they weren't prosecuting crimes like they were supposed to. It was this really super liberal black woman, and she's all mad on the media. Blah, 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 blah. He can't do this. Well, guess what? He just did it. You know, and if you don't do your job, you know, as a prosecutor, the governor has the right to come in and terminate you. And then you can, of course, I'm sure you can file a lawsuit or because she's another elected official. But the reality is, is this, you know, you've got to do your job when you're an elected official. You've got to do what's right. See, and that's the problem that we have in all of this is that we have to have the ability to do what's right. And we have to have our law enforcement people do it. So if FEMA shows up huh. or if, if the U.N. shows up with their little blue hats or if anybody shows up at the borders of any county in Florida that the sheriff is a patriot, there's a high probability they're going to be turned away and said, you're not coming in here, regardless of what the federal law says. Because, you know, the, the federal government, because of Lincoln, because of that wretched President Abraham Lincoln, and if I was president of the United States and I had the ability to do it, I'd tear down the Lincoln War Memorial, because of that president taking away states' rights, because that war was fought over states' rights. Slavery was a minor issue. It was an issue, but it wasn't a major issue. It was states' rights about the southern states being forced with tariffs to pay the infrastructure repair and maintenance in the northern states, because Lincoln was a communist. He was really good friends with Karl Marx, and they used to share letters with each other all the time. Just thought I'd mention that. Plus, Lincoln's wife was a Satanist, and he used to have seances in the White House. Just to mention that, too. Just to, so you guys can look that one up, too. And so the crazy part about all of this stuff is when you stop and you look at it, you see what they're doing and how they're acting, you begin to realize very, very quickly that these people have lost the ability to differentiate between the federal government and the state constitutions. When, the, when, the, when, when, the, when, when we had the Civil War, the states were like loosely held group of states here in the United States that had their own individual constitutions and rights that would come together for basically – a conflict, like with Europe or with some other nation, was attacking them. England, for instance. So the reality is, is that after Lincoln did what he did and changed everything, he basically gave the federal government incredible power and rights, which it was never given from the original Constitution of the United States. And the sad part about this is, is that people don't understand the states still have rights that trump the international rights, except for the southern states, by the way. That signed on to different things after they were after Reconstruction to come back into the Union, and they had to say they would never rebel against the federal government again. They had to sign off their rights to do all that. But the reality is this: the states and the counties and the cities are all separate jurisdictions, and we have to be careful when we have this kind of stuff going on. We have to be careful when we have this kind of stuff going on because if we have people going in and doing stuff that is against the state constitutions, what's going to happen is we're going to have complete and total tyranny and a lack of rule of law. <clears throat> and that happens to people all of the time in these different countries where, people, where the federal government will come in and just centralize all the power. <clears throat> Germany did it in Berlin. All of the jurisdictions and all the states and all the counties, all the power got centralized in Germany to the, to the Third Reich. And then Hitler could just mandate stuff and it would be automatically an edict that would go through the entire part of Germany. Now, well, it makes hold, the on, hold on, Biden's doing that right now. I know. That, that, he's, that, that, that's, he's finding that's, another that's, way to legitimize the forgiveness of college loans. He's trying to make vaccines mandatory again. He's doing the same damn thing. No, no that's what that, that, thank you, Dave, because that's the segue I was going to go into. Biden's doing the exact same thing. He's turning us into the Third Reich. And by 2030, we're going to be the most tyrannical country in the history of the world because we're going into a situation in which we won't have any rights left because they've taken them all from us. They've usurped them from us, and we're basically now just automatons. Remember what Klaus Schwab said? The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. But, um, yeah, by 2030, you'll own nothing. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy because we're going to change your DNA. He, he wasn't joking. If you listen careful to what people say, they'll tell you what their intent is. I've got a subdivision across from us now with like 500 homes in it. And every single house and every single lot was bought up by BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard before the subdivision even broke ground. 
And they're all, they're bringing in all of these immigration people, all these people from Central and South America who don't even speak English, who never even go to work. They're always at the house. They don't have any people going in and out of the subdivision. Nobody leaves except to go buy groceries. And how are they paying for these four or five hundred thousand dollar homes? How are they, how are they, how are they all got these old beater cars they're running around in. They, they, they could, that means they, they couldn't even afford to make that house payment. And I remember I had a black guy over there one day and he was really nice. He was working in maintenance over there. And, uh, and I talked to him. I said, this is crazy. I said, uh, can you tell me why this whole subdivision is Hispanic? He goes, dude, he goes, I asked myself the same question. He goes, he goes, I have a full-time job. I work. I cannot afford to buy a house in here. He says, these people come in from other countries. They are given these houses. We have no idea how that happens. And they're given subsidies for these houses. And we can't even buy a house in here because they've already been pre-sold. Yeah. And he goes, it's ridiculous. And see, this is what we've run into now. We have had, we've allowed our country to be completely usurped by the international banking cartels, who also, by the way, own BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. And this is a, this is a manifestation of the primordial serpent from Adam and Eve is what this is. This is, this is pure Satanism and Lucifer. Of course, they call him Einstein. Now he's part of that Kabbalist tree of life thing. This is, this is who runs the planet. This is the group that does that. And when we understand who they are, that we're being controlled by ancient Canaanite religions, of the worship of Baal and Moloch and Asherah, and through human sacrifice, through abortion, and through bloodletting rituals and adrenochrome, and all the rest of the stuff that we're involved in, we begin to realize very, very quickly that this world that we live in is being controlled by off-world entities. You'd call them fallen angels, at least that's what I call them, who are also imprisoned down here on planet Earth with us after they were judged by God for doing what they did, causing rebellion. We got stuck down here with them, and now we're dealing with these things with these other entities. That's why the Bible says our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against these other entities. Yeah. And then, of course, they, these are the other entities from the pre-Adamic race that are still running around with their spaceships and all the stuff that we see, these interdimensional spaceships that come and go that we see, that we're having this massive disclosure now. You know, uh, you know, Daily Mail is always putting out articles on more UFO sightings, more UFO sites, and more and more people beginning to realize that we're not alone in the universe, which, duh, the Bible told us that thousands of years ago. But the reality is if we allow ourselves to get sucked into this, into this one world government, this one world religion under Lucifer, which is their goal, by the way, the rebuilding of the third temple so they can bring their Satan God, their Antichrist, out on the temple steps in the book of Thessalonians it talks about this and declare himself God. If we allow all of this to happen on our watch, we're going to have the seals of the book of Revelation break open and start breaking open. And it may be, they may be breaking open right now, to be yeah. honest with you, as bad as it's getting. And, and so we're going to have all of this stuff happen to us while the Christians sit around and go, Kumyaya, kumyaya. Yeah. We're going to be basically going to heaven and getting raptured. And the, and the problem with that is they don't want to believe that any of this stuff's going on because they're in their name it, claim it, blab it, grab it churches, and they want to believe that everything's happy, happy, happy all the time, and they won't pay any attention to alt media or alt news because their pastors aren't telling them to look at what's really going on. That's the problem that we have here. Well, the pastors of the pulpit have lost the ability to lead their flocks. They have. Let's back up for a second, though. A couple of things you said. You brought up BlackRock, you know, behind the development across from your house. BlackRock is the major player in what's happening in Lahaina and Maui right now, and I've exposed That's that. right. That's number one. And Vanguard and Straits, State Street are in support mechanisms. In fact, BlackRock is actually playing both ends against the middle. They're the major investor for the biggest development company that's going to benefit the windfall from taking over Lahaina, stealing the land from the people. And they're also the major investor of Hawaiian Electric. Uh, they'll direct the lawsuits. They'll settle the lawsuit in such a way that they can continue with what they're doing. There's going to probably be a thousand lawsuits. They'll get conjoined in the one lawsuit that Maui County has already launched against uh, Hawaii Electric, and by the way, Hawaii Electric turned off the power six hours before the fire. That's something I'm reporting on today. So the bottom line is, with all this, BlackRock is a major player. And you said something too about the uh, the maintenance guy you were talking to. He says I couldn't afford to buy a house there. Well, we're paying for that house for these people, and you know why, Ted? They're the replacements. We're going to be the forgotten entities. Well, and plus we're the ones getting vaccinated. They're coming across the border that's and they're point. not being vaccinated. Well, that's another thing, Ted. You got the <coughs> life insurance rates. My insurance rates doubled without a claim. And we asked him, why? Why? Well, because we're losing money in other areas. Well, I can tell you what the areas are because I've talked to some of the actuaries. The other areas are we have dropped our lifespan three years in the last four since the lockdown, and it's because of vaccines. They're paying for vaccine deaths at early ages, and it's bankrupting the insurance companies. Well, that's true. The insurance company, like right now, they raised my deductible to some like nine thousand dollars on my house. You know, so if I have an air conditioner get hit by lightning, 
it doesn't cost me six thousand to get it fixed. I have to pay it all out of pocket. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 that, and then, when we, then when we have the storm, it's like you know fifty, sixty thousand dollars in deductible. If we have a hurricane named storm now, they don't have to pay anything. And so, as far as claims going to my insurance company from homeowners insurance, it's gone to basically zero, zero. But the problem is my homeowner's insurance is locked together with my doggone, you know, automobile insurance, and they won't do all of this stuff and basically insure it all from a liability standpoint if you don't have it all tied together and have all the different insurance policies. Well, you're, it's a way, so, so, so it's, 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 it's a racket. You're, you're one so of the lucky right. ones, Ted. You're one of the lucky ones, right? I've seen news accounts. I played this on my YouTube channel. Uh, the life insurance companies, I'm talking Farmer, State Farm, all the rest of the majors, they're flying drones over people's homes. And if they find something in the backyard, they don't exactly, like you might have a stack of timber. Okay, you, maybe you're building something. If you have a car that you're working on, maybe you're, you, you, you drag race cars, whatever it would be, if they see something in that drone, you may have never made a claim, and you could have had a policy with them for 20 years. They're canceling people for the, what they perceive to be the slightest of risks. Well, you know, you know you're, I, I, I believe you. I mean, because I remember years ago I had a, a motorhome that I had a chipped windshield in, and they were going to cancel my policy because of the chipped windshield. I mean, like on all my vehicles for this one thing. And I, I call up my agent and say, what the heck? And they had to go advocate for me and say, hey, this isn't okay. They won't do it. And then I had an AC system that went out. It was expensive. It was above the $9,000 deductible. And so they sent out their own claims representative who came out with his own repair guy who came out and examined the AC system and said it failed because of age, not because of the lightning strike, which was a total lie. And they refused at that point to do it and told me that I would have to mitigate it and take it to court with them. And well, I can't, that, that, that's not going to help because it's only a couple thousand dollars more than the, than the claim was. As far as the deductible, so it would cost me more than that in insurance. Yeah, I'm not in insurance, but in, in, in legal fees. And so it's just a racket. And, and, and this State Farm's gotten unbelievably bad about this. These are one of the best homeowner insurance companies in America, and they're not anymore because what happened after, I forgot which hurricane it was. I think it was uh, Andrew. Uh, years ago, they set up a separate division in Florida for State Farm for homeowners because they almost got they almost bankrupted the whole State Farm organization because of the billions and billions of dollars in claims. And see, and this is the problem that we run into when we have all these storms come through. Now they just make it so the deductibles are so high they don't have to pay anything out. And now our county, they've done just they, they're just bad with the garbage collection. They used to pick up you know tree limbs and all that kind of stuff. So if you have a storm, you put your tree limbs outside. They don't do that anymore. Now you have to have it all bound up and put in plastic bags. And I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, and so, like a good neighbor, State Farm isn't there. Well, that's right. I know. I hear you. I used to joke about that with Delta. They used to have that logo, we love to fly at his shows. And I just laughed at them. So they hate to fly at his shows or whoever it was. Maybe in United, I can't remember. But the point is, you know, a lot of these airlines are doing the same thing. You have, you have, you have, you have points available to them to fly on their planes because you've used your credit card with them for years and you try to redeem the points and you can't get a, you can't get a flight. All sold out, all sold out. But if you, have, but if you, but if you, please, please, Delta, come on. Really, their favorite Chinese restaurants, low IQ. We be ready when well, you is. Delta, what, 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 I, well, well, no, not Delta. I, 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 They're the biggest dumbasses in the world. Well, the Americans right behind them, bud. That's true. And I, I remember I, I tried to fly. I, I was going to fly overseas uh, here a couple months ago. There's the stuff I need to do overseas. And I remember we looked for the entire year. Guys, to do it on points for the entire year. I, we started from that day forward, and I had I was on the phone for hours, hours. And she looked all the way till the end of the year, and there were no available flights on points. Zero. Zero. You know, in business class. None. I mean, not, there, were, there were none anywhere. And I thought to myself, what use are the points if you can't even use them? And, you know, here I've been saving the points for years and years and years. Plus, you know, we've accumulated more points now because of COVID because, you know, I used to fly my own plane. I sold it. It's just too expensive to maintain airplanes. And, and I just, and I just, and I got, because I, I had my plane during the COVID lockdown. So that was very convenient for me because I could just fly wherever I wanted to fly. I have to go to TSA anyhow. But, you know, it was a small plane. It was a little six passenger, you know, single engine piston. But the reality is that, you know, it was expensive to maintain that aircraft because of the FFA regulations. I mean, so much stuff you got to repair on those planes, whether they need it or not, every single year because they don't, people don't realize. If you're using a, a plane for like a commercial purpose, you know, like you're, you're flying and you got passengers on it or whatever, you have to have like the engines rebuilt in certain piston aircraft like every seven years. It doesn't matter if there's 100 hours on the plane, it's good for 3,000 hours. It doesn't make one bit of difference. You got to tear the engine apart and rebuild it because it's mandated. And you see, that's the kind of stuff that you run into when you go small aircraft if you try to keep them in, you know, current annuals. And a lot of people just don't even bother doing annuals, but then if you get caught doing that, 
They can take your license away or ground the aircraft to make you bring it up to current standards. So it's a very regulated industry. And now we're having these pilots that are just basically we're short supplied pilots because the pilots are basically dying, you know, in the in the in a cockpit. Uh, they're dying at home. Well, tell uh, tell them what they're, they're dying from. Tell the audience. Oh, well, they're dying from heart attacks. Yeah, well, what's, what's the cost? They, they were, they what's were, the they, cost? They were forced to take the COVID shot, which increases spike proteins. What a spike protein, if you take a sheet of paper and you roll it up into like a tube and you look at the inside of the paper, it's smooth all the way down the paper. That would be like, if you looked at a blood vessel like that, that would be the inside of the blood vessel and that would be called the endothelial layer. And it's very, very slippery. It's like wet ice on wet ice. It's super slippery. And so what happens is, it's designed like that by God to allow the blood to flow evenly and efficiently and smoothly and quickly throughout the body into the arterials and into the capillaries and back into the venules, back into the veins, back into the lungs to get reoxygenated. The problem with all of this is, is that when you put yourself into a position where you're injected with a mRNA vaccine that tells your body to manufacture spike proteins, those spike proteins are like microscopic sand spurs, and they get lodged inside of the endothelial layers, and they get lodged a lot of times in the branches where the arteries go together or the veins go together, the branches of all these major portions of your body for the cardiovascular system. And when they get lodged in there, they're like, they, they're like a sand spur stuck in that side of the endothelial layer, and they cause, what's, they cause what's called a micro or an eddy current, which means it starts swirling around there, which causes clotting. So you end up with microclots, and these microclots get into the doggone capillaries and into the blood vessels, and they cause heart attacks because they get built up inside of the heart, and the and the pilot dies. They also get into the brain and cause a massive decrease of blood flow to the brain. It's like getting all plugged up with sand spurs, and, the, and all of a sudden now you come down with senile dementia, and now all of a sudden you have Alzheimer's problems. Now you have memory lapses. Now you're having blood clots in your legs that are so bad they've got to come in and strip the arteries and veins back out of your legs in order to try to figure out how to fix you and replace them and try to roto-rooter them. And that happened to a friend of mine who was a card salesman at one of the car dealerships, and he had gone, and he not only got Johnson & Johnson, he got the Moderna, he got all the shots. He got everything he could find. It is, I'm not going to give you his name. Let's call him Joe. It's not Joe. Let's call him Joe. And Joe, I told Joe not to get the vaccines, but Joe was always a know-it-all gear. He was 100% sold on medical doctors and medical professions. He was 100% sold on vaccines. Now, I warned Joe, Joe, don't take the vaccine. So next time I came in and saw him, he's sitting there and said, I've taken all the vaccines from Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, all of them. And he goes, I'm, I'm, I'm COVID proof. And I said, nah, I don't think so, bud. And uh, Austin was with me. We left the dealership, and I looked at Austin. And I said, uh, uh, Joe's a dead man. And he goes, you think so, Dad? I said, oh, yeah. I said, he's going to have blood clots pretty quick. And then within six weeks, he started having blood clots, so extreme pain. Then they had to go in. He had gangrene in his left foot. And because he had gangrene in his left foot for the lack of blood flow, and so they had to come in there and put him on intravenous antibiotics, and they had to go in and clean out his blood vessels. And they told him there was a high probability he's going to die if they did all this, but he had no choice. And he did it, and he died. And they had a service for him at the dealership, and they still have his ashes there at the dealership. Apparently, that was his main family. He'd been there for so many years that he basically ended up just, you know, they left his ashes there. And the sad part about all of this stuff is it's not an isolated incident. The same thing happens today because when they inject this stuff into you and they tell your cells to manufacture spike proteins, the body won't do it. The immune system suppresses it. It says, absolutely not. We will not put this poison into our bodies. So they've got to put an immune system repressant retarding agent into the doggone vaccine to force the body to manufacture spike proteins against this will. And when it does that, you get turbo cancers. Because now the immune system doesn't work anymore. I, I went out with this lady last year. I probably think it was in December. Really nice lady. And she had had cancer. And she had recovered from the cancer. And she had taken, like, all three vaccines. And I, and, I, and, I, and I basically went out with her one time, and that was it. And I thought, I'm not going to go out with her again because I know she's going to have all kinds of health problems. And the cancer's going to come back. And sure enough, the cancer came back. And she had to have surgery again. And they removed a huge tumor mass out of her again. And then within six weeks... She went back to the doctor, another huge tumor mass, and now they got her on chemotherapy and radiation again, and now it's so advanced they can't do surgery on her anymore. And I feel sorry for her. She's a wonderful lady, strong Christian lady, really sweet lady, but I didn't want to be involved with it. See, that's another thing you run into when you start, you, you know, on my, on my, I'm online on these dating apps, right, which is ridiculous what a waste of time that thing is, but the point is at least you get to meet people without having to go out to places you shouldn't ought to go. And it's funny, I put in there, my, my second line says, I have not taken the COVID shot. That's what it said. Boom. How do you feel about the COVID shot? It was my third line. And like, whoa, okay. 
And I, and I will say this. You will find people out there, if you're that blunt with it, that will contact you because you haven't been vaccinated and you're still a pure blood. The problem that we all have, Dave, is shedding. This crap gets into the doggone air and all this stuff because that's what happened. That's how measles and mumps and rubella and, you know, and, and polio and all that stuff happens through shedding. People start catching these diseases from people that have been vaccinated for it. You see, the problem that we have now is the shedding of the spike proteins infecting everybody. I was talking to another show host the other day. He said within five years, we're going to have a massive, massive drop in population because of this. And he also said within 10 years, the vast majority of the people that have been vaccinated and continue to take in the booster shots will all be dead. And I thought to myself, well, that's pretty grim. But, you know, is he telling the truth? I don't know. All I know is that we're having a huge, like you just said, Dave, there's life expectancy dropping way down. Actuarial tables are being changed right now as we speak. And these are actuarial tables that have been around for 100 years. They've been using them. That's how they regulate the, the industry and how much money to charge for insurance. So actuarial, I mean, everything based on, is based on numbers from the bean counters. And so then all of a sudden they don't know what to do because suddenly all these people are dying that are 18, 19, 20, 25, 30 years old. And it's skewing the numbers down of the population. They've already killed a whole bunch of the people in the nursing homes and assisted living facilities. The other day I was getting my hair cut. Lady walks in with this guy from an assisted living facility. He looks like he was 100 years old. I started asking her about senile dementia. And she was a major cause of that. She says either drugs that people are put on or a lack of interaction with other people because their families, either they don't have any children left or they never had children. There's nobody left to talk to them. And they sit there and watch TV all day and go into a stupor and their brain just basically becomes catonic. And she said, I said to her, well, how many people did you lose in the nursing home, the assisted living facility during COVID? She goes, we lost over 20% of the population, died. So we're bringing, we were constantly bringing in people in to bring dead bodies out. So it got so bad that we had to tell the families who were coming in sick that they couldn't visit their family anymore, and we had to put them a big glass you know, window up, and they have to talk to each other through glass, and we did that for over a year. We had to lock it all down. See, what people don't realize, and I, I've heard this before, excuse my vernacular, it just pisses me off. They say COVID wasn't real. COVID was very, very real. Yeah. Like the guy, I, I, I had it twice. I know what it was. It wasn't the flu, all right? You know, the problem is that COVID had a very low mortality rate unless you were over the age of 70 with comorbidities. Then it killed a lot of people in nursing homes and people that were obese. It did a lot of that. The biggest problem that we had was the use of remdesivir in the hospitals as a standard procedure protocol that was used basically and built as a bioweapon. Mm-hmm. Against Ebola, they had to stop using because 60% of the people, approximately 50 to 60% of the people, were dying from the remdesivir, from organ failure. And so, so many of these people went to the hospital. I had multiple friends, multiple friends, who died, who were not vaccinated, Dave, from organ failure, and they were all put on remdesivir. I've got another one right now who got vaccinated. He's in the hospital now with internal bleeding, and they can't figure out why he's bleeding out all the time, why he's having to, get, having to be given blood all the time. But he took the vaccine. And, and then, he, then he, got, he got, he took the vaccine, he got put in the hospital, they put him on remdesivir, he's one of the lucky souls that did not die, he's got all of this crazy stuff, that, he's not even the same person anymore. Yeah. He doesn't act like the same person anymore. His personality has completely changed because all these spike proteins have gotten to his brain now. They should, remember, remember that movie. Is it, is it, well, before you go there, is this related to Alzheimer's? Going? Oh, well, it will be. Okay, that's what I they're gonna, they're, They'll just say it's senile dementia and Alzheimer's, even they won't mention that it's caused by spike proteins in 10 years. It won't matter. You know, of course, they don't have the eugenics running pretty good. People can be basically be euthanized by then. That's where it's all headed anyhow. Right. You know, you sex, know, sex in the 15-minute cities, I've done all the research on this that I can, and there's not one provision in any of these cities to handle handicapped and elderly people. They want to deny transportation so you can walk and bike wherever you want to go or take public transportation, but you got to walk to it, and they're, they're, they're going to depopulate the elderly. That's what the 15-minute cities are going to do. Well, what about the autistic children, bud? Well, same thing. What handicapped, the handicapped, what, what, too. You're right. What, You're right. What, what happens when all the autistic children's parents die? The parents, the parents, are, the parents are having to watch these autistic children most of the time for the rest of the parents' lives. Well, I hear you. I hear you. Know, and, we, and, we, and, we, and we've got, we've got, we've got, we've got, you know, over thirty percent of these kids now are autistic. I mean, it's insane what's happening. And they're saying Dr. Stephanie Sadeff from MIT said by twenty thirty, fifty percent will be autistic, if not hundred percent. You know, so all this stuff is happening right now, and we're watching and thinking. Remember, autistic children don't breed. They don't get married. They don't have children. They don't. They don't. They don't become a you know productive source of the population. They don't do any of that stuff. They're constantly a constant burden on the on the on the, on the population of the planet because they have to be taken care of. 
especially if they get be full grown and they're still functional and they want to run around and start getting mad, violent and mad and everything else, they have to be restrained. I've seen yeah, it. Ted, I could sum this up in two words, Fabian socialism. That's what these people That's, adhere to. If you don't put more into their society that they control, then you take out, they want to do away with you. Well, you know, remember that movie, 2001 Space Odyssey? Yes. Remember that movie? I mean, remember how the supercomputer... That movie, that was Stanley Kubrick again. And that, that, so that was a sentient supercomputer. And it was killing everybody on the spaceship. Okay? And so finally, the guy, Dave, gets into the computer's mainframe, and he's floating in there because they've turned off the, anti, the, the gravity thing. He's floating in there, and he starts pulling segments of the, pop, of the brain out. You know, and the guy, and the computer goes, Dave, what are you doing? Dave, please stop. And pretty soon the computer starts counting backwards from like 10, 9, 8. It was going back into its infancy stage in which now it was just basically a machine. It was no longer sentient. That's exactly what happens with spike proteins in the brain. They start blocking those blood vessels that create the memories and the blood cells in the brain and you're having your lights go out. That's why so many people have been vaccinated. Their personalities are changed. They're not the same people anymore. And people don't realize they're having their lights go out. It's like how that supercomputer did on 2001, a space odyssey, when they went in there and unplugged it. And see, this is what they've done to the people in the population now. That's why so many people can't think anymore. You know, they ask Albert Einstein, you know, gosh, back when he was alive, back in the 40s and the 50s, he said, that he said, they said, what is wrong with people today, Dr. Einstein? He goes, they simply, they can't think. Well, if he, if he has seen what they've done now with fluoride and tricyclic antidepressants and what 100 million people taking opiates in the United States and painkillers, you see, so he you see a country that can't think at all. And these people that are addicted to these opiates, they'll do anything for their fix. They don't care what the population is doing. They don't care what the government's doing. They just want another shot of Oxycontin. They want more of those pills. That was Purdue Pharma and the Sackler family did all that with all their pill mills they set up everywhere. And then they took a lot of these guys who were running the pill mills who were thought they were doing everything legally through Purdue Pharma and Sackler family, and they had them arrested and put in jail. Right. Because so, they were basically having doctors who give prescriptions yeah, for these yeah. things. They, 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 they told her by Oxycontin wasn't addictive. Unbelievable. I know. Pat, Ted, in the two minutes we have left, what should people be doing? Right now, people need to basically be praying, number one. That's the number one thing we have to do. Because when you create scalar energy for prayer, you can change the fabric of space-time. If you go back to my show this week on Tuesday, I did a show on scalar energy and on prayer and on the different levels of dimensions of the universe where God resides and what we do. It's one of those shows on the Ted Nelson Brower Show. You can go to the Health Masters website and pull up the archives. That's number one is we need to pray because it changes everything. Number two, you've got to be vocal. I don't care if you don't like saying stuff out loud. You got to start talking about this stuff because if you have a friend of yours that's about to get vaccinated again and they're going to turn his lights out, they're going to kill him with a turbo cancer, and you don't say anything, shame on you, shame on you. You have the responsibility to your friends and your family to be vocal and to speak out against this mess, against tyranny. That's number two. Number three, be prepared. Number one, have some storable have, have some storable food. You go to Health Masters and get some supplements and have those available for you for at least six months. Do all, everything you possibly can to be prepared for this and realize that this whole thing is an orchestrated takedown, like you said, Fabian Socialism, of the United States of America through the Frankfurt School with the cultural Marxists coming in without having fired a shot, which is what Khrushchev said they would do. Now they've done it to take over the United States of America. And if we understand that and we stand against it in the gap, we can delay this. Now, the Bible is very clear about what's going to happen in the end times because God was already there. He's omnipresent. But I believe that we can get a reprieve. And we've got to talk to our generation. Take your children out of the public school systems. That's critical. Homeschool those children if you can't find a private school. Most private schools are compromised now, too, because they take government money. Homeschool your children and teach them the right things about the Word of God. Teach them who Jesus is. Teach them about how, what faith is and what love is and what prosperity is and what blessings are from God Almighty. Teach them those things and make them understand that without God, Nothing is possible with God. All things are possible. And Jesus came and he died for those children, died for us, so we could be in a blood covenant with God Almighty to restore our relationship to God. Amen. That's brother. what we have here on this planet. And that's what we're supposed to do. That's what we should be doing right now. Okay. Uh, that's, that's sound advice. Let me leave the audience with this. Healthmasters.com. I'm a beneficiary of their great products. And you need to store up because you're not going to have your medicine much longer. You need to find the supplements that, uh, that uh, we will replace it. Hey, we're flat out of time. Ladies and gentlemen, go to healthmasters.com. Coupon code is 5 to take 5% off, Ted. Thank you. Great as always.
Oh, thank you, my friend. I appreciate you guys. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.